This is Gemara Niksube Stav Samoch Talit, all the learning for this month. The month of Elul has been generously sponsored. That is an incredible schos. Eli Nishamov, Esarezel Basar, Mayor Mirtashem. Day by day, daf by daf, unlimited amounts of Torah shall be learned. As an incredible schos, as Esarezel Basar, Mayor Shabi Eila, higher and higher and closer to the Kisei Akava, Eden Ganadin Shalmailah. We pick it up on Samoch Talit, Amar Aleph, for about seven lines down. And the Gemara today begins with a statement of Amr Abtubi Bar Kizna, Amr Shmuel, very similar to that which we've been discussing, the halachas of Mered, the halachas of someone who rebels, someone, a husband or a wife, as we'll see, who is this not listening and rebelling against their spouse. So today we begin with Rav Tubi Bar Kizna, Amr Shmuel, that teaches us, Arusa. If we have a scenario of an arusa, we have a scenario of a woman who's engaged and she refuses to do a nusuin. We write a geras mered. We write this letter stating that she refuses the ein kaisi geras mered al shemeres yavam. But says the Gemara, we do not do this same against a shemeres yavam. Someone who's awaiting yibum, and of course. The nafkamina, the reason that this is such a tremendous ramification is like we saw yesterday, is that slowly the woman's ksuba is going to be decreased and detracted from due to her rebellious nature. So says the Gemara, for Narusa we do such, but not for a Shemeris Yavam. A woman that is awaiting Yibam, if she refuses to do Yibam, we do not write such a letter. So ask the Gemara, you just told me we don't write against the Yavam. Says explicitly that even a Shemaris Yavam is included in these rules that we would write against her if she rebels. Answers the Gemara Lokasha Kan Shetava Who Kan Shetava There's a tremendous difference. Who is the one that is demanding the wedding? The Bryce is referring to where the Yavam says you would like to do Yibam and the Yavama refuses. That's when we yes write Nigaris married. We yes write and she would lose. Kan Shetava where Shmuel was talking about. Assuming that's what we will not, that's what we will yes, right? Yes. Whereas Shmuel is referring to the case, Shetava he, where the Yavama wants the Yavam to do Yibam, and in such a scenario, the Yavam is one that refuses. That's when we do not write the Zigaris merit. And the Gemara proves this. If he is asking her to do Yibam and she refuses, yes, Niskakin law, yes, we'd write in the Garis merit and detract from her. So ask the Gemara one second. You're telling me that the case of Shmuel, the case that we're starting off with today, is a case in which she is the one being Taivea, the Arusa is asking the Aros that she wants to do Yibam. But ask the Gemara if that is true. If that's what Shmuel indeed was referring to, if Shmuel was referring to a case that Shatava, he, she is the one that's waiting to do Yibam, get married, and the husband is the one refusing, it should not have said, Al-Harusa. It should have said, Le-Arusa, that we're writing you to her. So answers the Gemara, no, no big deal. Indeed, and change the wording, that's what it should mean. So we continue now, we're three lines from the wide lines. And the Gemara asks on this, the Gemara just said that we're going to change the words of Shmuel, and therefore the halachas of Igaris Mered would indeed apply if someone refuses to marry his Arusa, but not if someone refuses to do Yibam. 
So ask the Gemara, I don't understand. My Shinal, what's the difference between the Arusa and the Yivam? Shomeris Yavam Zil. What's the reason why by Shomeris Yavam we do not force them to do Yivam? Because, because they're not commanded on Puravu. When it comes to the Kitsa Arusa, because we say there, you're not commanded and therefore we can't force her. But it has to Gemara Arusa Nami La Nima La Zilom Ifkada. It should be the same thing by an Arusa. Ella says the Gemara, you're right, let's change Pshan in the first white line. Beba Machmas Taina Darmina Da Amra Bina Chotra Liada Marlikvura. The case over here is that the woman comes and the woman says, you know what, I want to get married. It's true that I don't have this dinner of Puravu. But says the woman, you know, I want to get married to Bina. Because it is necessary, says this Arusa, it is necessary that she wants to get supported. It's necessary that she's going to have literally a means, a shovel, so that she could have someone that's going to bury her. Asks the Gemara, So he's to say the same thing by Shemeres Yavam. What is going to be the difference? In the case of Shemeres Yavam, we should say that as well, we should not write... Then in the case of Shemeris Yavam, we do not write the Geras uh, Meret. It also has to be done with a case where she comes with the same Taina, that she says, I want to be married, I want to have someone to bury me. So asks the Gemara, you don't understand? So why do we say that we do not write the Geras Meret? It sounds like she has a good Taina. She has a good reason she wants to get married. So says the Gemara, no. But like, Ella Aidi Vaidi Shetavahu. Rather, both cases were going back. Both the Bryce and Shmuel Mostuma cases where she is the one that's demanding. Shetavahu, that, excuse me, he, Shetavahu, again, he is demanding that she get married either do Nisun or do Yibam Veloy Kasha. So what's the difference in Shmuel and the Braisam? Kan Lachloitz, Kan the Yabim. A fundamental difference in the case of the Braisam, we yes apply the Lachs of Igaris Merit to one who's awaiting Yibam. Why? Because she the Yavam the Yavam says I want to do Khalitza. Whereas Khan the Yabim, whereas in Shmuel's din that we do not apply the Allahis is when he is asking her to do Yibam. Says the Gemara as we see that the din of Rafadasamravan that we do get involved to force someone to do Yibam, but not Excuse me, to do chalitza, but not to do yibam. Says Gemara, why? The fourth word line, Maishal Yabim Deloy. Why do we not get involved when it comes to yibam? Darmina lay zilin as if it's achrita. So we tell them, what are you busy harassing this woman to do yibam? Just go marry someone else. So ask the Gemara, Lachla is Nami, name lay zilin as if it's achrita. So why are we forcing her to accept chalitza? Just tell the man, go marry someone else. Why are you caring about chalitza? Of course. The detail here being that a man could have two wives. It's the woman that can, but if she's refusing, that's her fault. Ella says, the Gemara, you're right. The case is in which the husband is saying, he's nervous because he's saying, everyone knows that I'm tied to this woman. They're not going to give me another wife. That's the same thing in the case of Yibam. Ella says, the Gemara, both cases in which they want a yes to Yibam, like Kasha, 
This reminds us of very fundamental pretense of Yibam and Chalitza, which we've seen already in the Gemara and the Abamos. And the Gemara reminds us that Tanah, we learned in the Mishnah, he lines from the bottom, first one line is, Ditanan, Mitzvah, Yibam, Kodamus, Mitzvah, Chalitza. Yibam comes before Chalitza. Bar Yishay, Nishay, Mitzvah, Nishay, Mitzvah. Originally, when they did Yibam, they had Kavon, they had the mindset for the Mitzvah, they want to be him. Moik in the Shemachah, they want to establish the name of the brother. But Achshav, Shemizkam, the Shemitzah, Amru, Mitzvah, Chalitza, Kodamus, the Mitzvah, is Yibam. But nowadays, the people do not have the right intentions. Then we do indeed say that Chalitza comes first. Continues the Gemara by quoting the end of the Mishnah that says on Mosai, until when do you detract, do you deduct on the Ksuba? And similarly, when the husband rebels, we had it, make him add on to the Ksuba. So said the, says the Gemara, my Tarpakin. What is a Tarpakin? We had a Machlaikish. If you just said you had on three Tarpaiks, whereas Tanakama said three dinars. So says the Gemara, what are Tarpakin? Amr Avshishas. Astira. You know what it's referring to in Astira. How much of a kama? Astira, how much is that? Paul got this. Who's out? Half a zos, half a dinner. Tanamiyah, Rabbi Dumer, Sajjah, Tarbakin, Shein, Teisha, Mein, Ma, Vechatsi, Lachal, Yoim. Amr, Chebar, Yaisa, Lashom, Maishla, Iho, Devin, Lo, Bishav, Zaisa, Eid, Lo, Devin, Lo, Bishav. As the Gemara, fundamental Shaila. When it comes to him adding on to the Ksuba, we said it's three Tarbakin. And that's including six days of the week, Sunday through Friday. So ask the Gemara, why when it comes to her, do we deduct each and every day? So explain the Gemara, an incredible Yisait in the last line of Her Ksuba, is she actually taking out anything to pay? No. She's deducting from that which she is owed, and therefore says the Gemara, it appears like Sechar Shabbos. When it comes to him, which he's in actually positively adding on to the Ksuba, it looks like Shabbos looks like someone's getting paid for working on Shabbos, of course, which is not allowed. So Amrlay the Rav Chaver Yosef the Shalom Mabin Mayer the Mayadis. What's the difference? Amrlay say the man Mishik Shal Zaynois Mi Sacheres Mi Who hires whom? The Varachas that eats me because they eat me with them. Says the Gemara, no difference is the husband eats ours me b'achos. One could see if he's excited and if he's feeling deprived of. A wife of relations, whereas his wife, whereas the woman, is not that case. And we will continue with the Mishnah. The Mishnah continuing with the halachas of that which a husband has to give to his wife. We started off a few days ago of the general ksuba obligation, husband to wife and wife to husband, each thing, what it corresponds to. We segued into the halachas if a woman or a husband rebels. And now we come back around. And we continue with the Mishnah. The Mishnah teaches us a mashras ishlish. If someone provides for his wife via a shlish, via a third party. Now, what's the reason that he's providing for his wife via a third party? Rashkavir explains that the case that we're discussing is that the wife and husband are not living together, not eating together. Rather, she is living on his own, on her own, excuse me, and her husband is providing for her. So says the Mishnah, what does he have to give his wife? He's not allowed to give her less than two kav of wheat and two four kav of barley. The only person who gave sa'irin, they gave barley, is Rabbi Yishmael, who is near Adam. Exactly what that means, we will see in Mirtashem in the Gemara. And the Mishnah continues, what does the husband have to give his wife? 
gives her half a kav, a kav being a measurement of kidneys, of beans, and half a look of oil, and a kav worth of dried figs, or a mana of pressed figs, and if the husband does not have, then then instead of giving these dried or pressed figs, he gives her fruits from another place. So that's the first list of items that the husband has to supply to his wife in an event that they're not together. The husband has to give his wife all these items to, that she can survive. Continues the Mishnah. What are the other items that the husband has to give his wife? He gives her a bed, a mat, and a hard mat. And he gives her a kerchief, a hat for her head. And he gives her literally, he refers to a belt for her, a belt, which uh, sometimes those who are learning the Yerushim Mishnabura, we have that chagar, it means pants. Here it's referring to a belt. And he gives her shoes from every yantif to yantif. Which Rashi explains that Yat is not only by the shoes, but even as well the kerchief and the belt as well. Continues the mission on the first white line, and yearly has to give her clothing worth fifty Zos. And he does not give her new clothing in the summer, nor worn out clothing in the winter. The reason being new clothing was thicker. And therefore, thicker clothing, he supplies his wife in the winter. And then she wears that clothing when it's worn out in the summer. That's when she gets the new clothing. And when they're worn out, that's what she uses in the winter. And she's allowed to keep the worn out clothing. Continues the mission on the fourth. As we've seen this already, that he gives her a ma and a measurement of kesef, some small cash. For whatever small needs that she has. And he has to eat with her every week on Friday nights. And if he doesn't give her this pocket change, we'll call it. Then whatever she makes, her earnings she keeps. Now that question is the flip side. What are the items that she has to make and she has to supply back to him? She has to give him five Slime worth of warp thread in Yehuda, which is Shein Eser Slime Begalil, worth 10 slime in Galil. Oi Mishkal Eser Slime are Erev Yehuda, or the weight of 10 slime of already type of thread, which is the weft of thread in Yehuda, Shein Eser Slime Begalil, which is 20 slime in Galil. And the Mishnah continues in Maisa Menika, let's say she's nursing a child. Then she doesn't have to give him as much earnings because she doesn't make as much money while she is, that she's busy nursing and utilizing energy to nurse the baby. But he has to give her more food so that she has the strength to nurse the child. Says the Mishnah that all these items are for an Ani, a poor person. But if the husband is a Mechubad, if the husband is wealthy, Everything goes according to his wealth. That is how much he has to supply for his wife. So says the, the Gemara, who is the Tana of the Mishnah? The first part of the Mishnah said that how much wheat does he have to give his wife to kav? So says the Gemara, money masnis, and who is this Tana? It's neither Rav Yechel Mambreika nor Rav Shimon, as the Gemara now is going to explain. Titanan, as we learned in the Mishnah. And what is the sheer 
What is the measurement of an Erev Tachumen? Mazlein Nishtei Sudais, the food for two meals, L'chol Echad V'Echad, for each and every person who wants to use the Erev. So the Erev Tachumen is two meals per person, Mezoyne L'chol, referring to food for a two weekday meals. V'loi B'Shab, it's not Shabbos meals, Divir HaMeir, Rav Yehudayim, or the Shabbos L'chol, no, it refers to Shabbos meals, and not weekday meals. Vizah Vizah explains the Gemara Miskam and the Hakal, both of them are being more lenient, whether it's because in Shabbos you eat more food, and therefore it's less, or excuse me, there are more meals, and therefore each meal is less, or whether it's because during the Shabbos you have more chashiva food, so during the week is less. Continues the Braisa, the Mishnah, says how much bread you have to use for Erev Tavshilin, is the amount of, excuse me, the Erev Tachumen, as we said, is the amount of bread for a loaf of bread that is a podion when four sov grain are Esel. I'm just going to uh, introduce this concept that we're about to see lots of different numbers and measurements. Let's try to understand them to the best of our ability. Says the Gemara, Rav Shimon argues on Rabbi Yechon and Braika, and he says, you know how much bread you need for the Erev Tachumim? Two parts of a loaf, two thirds of a loaf, when there are three to a kav, now that is the machlek of Yechon and Rav Shimon as to the quantity of bread that is necessary for the Erev Tachumim. Now, once we mention this machlekes, the Gemara comments that this same machlekes, Rav Shimon and Rav Yechon ben Brok, is applicable to Chetzia Lebeisa Manuga. Each opinion, according to their amount, half of that loaf of bread is the amount that one's clothing could become contaminated, can become full of toma when one comes into a house that is full of tzaras. And a quarter of that amount is is the quantity of the body, is the excuse me, is the quantity of tummy food to make the body tummy. Meaning, if one consumes a quarter of that loaf of bread, he becomes tummy. And one eighth of that amount is the kabbal tumas is the smallest amount of food that in itself could become tummy. So an eighth of this loaf of bread, the food becomes tummy. A quarter of the loaf of bread that is consumed by a person, he becomes tummy. And a half of the loaf of bread is the amount that the house has tumah to make the clothing tummy. So that is the Mishnah. Now, exactly the numbers we're going to leave out right now. Everyone can see Rashi over here. Rashi goes through the calculations. But explains the Gemara, Samani, who is our Mishnah? Explains the Gemara that if it's Yochan or Braika, then two meal ear of Tachumim is a half of kaf. Then when you have two kaf, like the Mishnah said, the Mishnah said two kaf of wheat, two kaf of wheat is enough for eight meals. And how many meals does a woman need? She needs 14 meals, two meals per day. Two times seven is 14 meals. And two kav of wheat, like the Mishnah said, the husband is giving to her, according to the measurement of Rav Yechel and Breika, is only going to give eight meals. And according to Rav Shimon, then how many meals is it going to give her? 18 meals. That's too many meals. So who is the Manda Amr that holds that you're going to give two, that holds, excuse me, that you're going to give a half a kav Excuse me, they're going to give two kav of wheat, and that will be enough to give her the 14 requisite meals during the week. So explains the Gemara, It's going to the Gemara, like Rav Chista himself explained, that what? That we have to deduct a third. So again, according to the Gemara, we said we only have eight meals. Says the Gemara, no. 
add on a third of those meals, that which the chanvini takes. Add on a third. So says the Gemara, wait, a third of eight, is only 12. If you take 12 meals, a third of the 12 is four. The eight plus four is going to be the 12 meals. Again, it's an interesting way of calculating a third. It's not a third of eight. It's a third of the total number, and that number is going to equal to eight. So when I have eight, and now the number is 12, a third of 12 is four, which now gives us the eight, says the Gemara, but that's only 12, and we need 14 meals, says the Gemara, no, because they eat together on Lel Shabbos, and therefore she doesn't need a meal for that night, says the Gemara once if you hold that, it means that they actually eat together, I understand? What does it mean to eat together? It means they sleep together. Still, we only have 12 meals. We're missing two meals. And furthermore, even according to Mandamar, that says it means they sleep together. So that meal is deducted. Still, it's only 13 meals and she's missing a meal because she needs two meals a day. So says the Gemara, you're right. Take off half for a man. And therefore, that's what we're going to have. The 16 meals. Half of the 16 is going to be 8. And that is going to be the meals that she is going to need. Says the Gemara. We have a stira in Rav Chista. Is it a third or is it a half that you give to the Chanvini? Says the Gemara. Depends where the, the shopkeeper himself gives, given the, gives the wood to bake the bread. Says the Gemara. Now the Kasha that everyone's been bothering about. I said it's 16 as if that makes sense. But says the Gemara it's 16 and she only needs 14 meals. What's 16? Explains the Gemara, Keman Kerav Chitka. No, we need an extra because of Rav Chitka. Damar Arba Sudas Chayv on Lechol BeShabbos. The Gemara is assuming this means all Shabbos day. So the six days of the week is twelve meals plus four meals of Shabbos according to Rav Chitka equals the sixteen meals. Answers the Gemara further. Really, if you do Tamer Rabbanan. And we even say it's a sheet of the Rabbanon that says you only have three meals in Shabbos. Talchad al Orchiyu Parchi. You have to have one extra meal. We said that it's. We're missing one meal. You know what that meal is? The guests, the long-term guests, the short-term guests, even though the woman herself only needs 15 meals a week. Why is her husband giving her 16 meals? The 16th meal is for any of the guests that come. So says the Gemara, once you're saying that, And we're just going to have a discussion how many meals extra she's getting for the guests, whether it's going to be three, whether it's going to be two. And that's how we're going to explain the Mishnah. The Mishnah says to give her two kav of wheat a week. It could fit either according to Rav Shimon or according to Rav Yechim and We'll pick it up from Rav Yesi in the next year.